Now is the time to accelerate innovation. T-Mobile for Business is powering Formula One Las Vegas Grand Prix operations and epic fan experiences with secure, reliable 5G connectivity. Because an event this big and this fast deserves a network that can set the pace. See what our 5G advanced network solutions can do for your business at T-Mobile.com slash now. View 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. This is Holly Fry from Stuff You Missed in History Class. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV, like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander. With seating for up to eight passengers and available panoramic moonroof, you can sit back and enjoy the wide-open views with the whole family. Check out more national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota. Let's go places. And now, Move the Sticks with Daniel Jeremiah and Bucky Brooks. What's up, everybody? Welcome to Move the Sticks on a Friday. DJ Bucky with you, Buck. What's going on? Man? Not, man. Uh, really exciting, DJ. Just just excited to see all these these playoff games. The College Football National Championship is, is Monday. That's an exciting time. And begin to dig into some of these prospects. Um, having conversations, talking to people about some of these guys. And uh, yeah, I think we kind of kicked off a little thing last week when we talked about the uh, wide receivers and Marvin yeah. Harrison and some of these guys. Uh, I, I think there are a lot more people that are in that camp that ah, I don't know if it's a clear cut. Like it sounds good. I don't know if it's all clear cut at the wide receiver spot yeah. like many of us envision. So it should be fun. Yeah, I think uh, it, it really is. We talk about this every year with the wide receiver, just to go back to that real quick. It is uh, it's ice cream shop, man. It's uh, what, what flavor you want? What are you looking for? You want you want you want a big vertical guy? You want uh, you want you want a fifty fifty guy? You want to run after catch gadget guy? Like what do you what do you want? We got it. We got everything. Yeah, in here, all the flavors. Did you, and and it, it, to me, it's just amazing the way that we now talk about wide receiver position because man, we I just remember a time in the in, in the league when we were scouting like it never was viewed as like the marquee spot, but no. now it is pivotal, almost essential that you have to have a dude or dudes on the perimeter to be able to do it. Now, it makes sense because the league has really become a quarterback-driven league, so the people around the quarterback really matter. But wide receivers and the number of young wide receivers that are having success and impact mm-hmm. in the game, whether they're top picks, whether they're mid-round picks like a Puka Nakua, it just has changed the way that we talk about the position, the way we scout the position, the way we prioritize the position in the team-building process. All right. Uh, well, before we get to, uh, we're going to get to the national championship preview, but just that's an easy transition here because we can talk about the other side of the ball, uh, mm-hmm. which is the corner position. I, I spent the last uh, couple of days rolling through these. Now I got a ton more to watch, but you know, you start off with the mm-hmm. a group of guys given to you by friends in the league. Of these are kind of the top guys, so I tried to watch as many of those as I could. Uh, so where I stand right now, Buck, on the corner position, um, and going through those the last couple of days again. You know, I knew some reputation about some guys, but it sounded like, okay, there's no top, top, mm-hmm. top guys in this draft at the corner position. 
to me, the best one is uh, it's from Alabama, but it's not the one that people have been mm-hmm. talking about as much. I, Terry and Arnold, to me, I think is the best corner in the draft. I, oh, I put yeah. a big grade on him, mm-hmm. man. And he is he is tough. He's physical. He's big. He's fast. Um, he can recover. You know, he's a former safety. He hasn't even played the position that long. Um, mm-hmm. So I think there's even more. There's more ahead of him. There's more growth there. Um, yeah. But, you know, aware. He's got, I think he had five picks. He doesn't miss mm-hmm. tackles. So I'm kind of like, I hear all this stuff about how there's no premier corners in this draft. And I'm like, well, okay. Big, fast, tough, productive, mm-hmm. instinctive. I'm like, this kid's pretty dang good, man. Uh, he's really good. Yeah, I think I think that position changes. And I also think like the way that we look at it in the scouting world, like everybody wants the Dion type, the Charles Woodson type, the uh, I would call it the mythical shutdown corner. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if that shutdown corner really exists. I think you're better served to look at the guy who has a very complete toolbox who is mm-hmm. scheme friendly, meaning he has the ability to play man and zone. He can press, uh, he can play inside, off. outside. Yeah, he has awareness. He has the IQ to be able to play multiple spots in the secondary because the nickel position, contrary to popular belief, is the most difficult one because there's a lot that you're asking them to do. And then DJ, like the, 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 the last part, of it, but the, maybe the biggest part in today's game, you have to be a great tackle. Yes, if you can't thank tackle. You. If you can't tackle, that's a death knell at, right now. At defensive back, like you cannot play. I'm looking at uh, the Cardinals and the Eagles, and the Eagles can't stop the Cardinals' running game. Yeah, they were weak up front, but their DBs can't get people down. No. They can't make basic tackles, basic one on one, line them up, get them down, lasso them, take a proper angle, know which shoulder to put the runner on because of the leverage. None of those things. If that defensive back that you're looking at, if he cannot tackle, they find him. They find him in the league. Now, DJ, if that guy is like, oh, I'm going to play off at eight yards, but he has a reputation for not tackling, they're going to raise up and throw the smoke out to the wide receiver. And they're mm-hmm. going to make him tackle Debo, Sam, Debo Samuel one-on-one. And if you can't get it done, it becomes a huge play. It is just, look, man, tackling is important. It would be funny because we're going to be on TV, and we're going to have to talk about DB's tackling as some of the deciding factors between who stacks up on the board? It is that important now in today's game. I feel like you used to be able to fly a million years ago. You just hand them the ticket, and they let you through, and you get on the airplane. And then all of a sudden, hey, I need to see your ID. Like to me, like that's like, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, come on, you can cover. Come on, wait, hold on. Can you tackle? I need to see. Can you tackle? Hold on. I I don't. Oh, I yeah. I don't have oh, that. Well, oh, you can't get on the plane then. You can't get in. You, you can't. can't get in here. Those days are over. Plane. And as more teams are using these high-pressure schemes that mix man and zone, because everyone is going to look at Baltimore and all the other stuff, and the common denominator with Baltimore's defense, they can tackle, but the guys can play mm-hmm. with vision on the quarterback so yep. they can see it, react to it, break quickly. Man, if you're a zone corner, you got to be a great tackler. You cannot mm-hmm. be a, a zone corner that can't tackle. We can't put you on the field. And if you're a man-to-man, you got to be able to tackle in space because if you miss the tackle, it becomes a touchdown. 100%. All of those things, all of those things matter. Yeah, DJ, physicality, tackling, all that other stuff is going to be a bigger thing for DBs. And you're right about Arnold. Here's the thing about Arnold. Um, the story that floated, it kind of floated on social media when uh, he was talking about getting chewed out yeah, by, by Nick, Nick Saban. And yeah. Nick, Nick is screaming. He's looking around like, man, he's, he's going off on <laughs> Who is he? Oh, oh, he's, oh, he's talking to me. 
But it's it's an underrated quality when it comes to guys who can take hard coaching. And I'm, I, I mean, like very intense, very detailed coaching without it rattling their cage where they can't respond to it. It's one of the things, DJ, that we talk about as scouts. I don't know if you still can do it because of all the HR things. Remember how we talked about what you respond to? Uh, uh, what's yeah. the best kind of coach? Is it a teacher? Yeah. Is it a, a a guy that's hard, in your face, or whatever? Um, in the league, you now have to know that because you got to know what kind of guys you're bringing in. And you also have to know, like, what kind of coaches do I have and how are they going to respond to the type of coaches or coaching that we do in our program? Because everybody mm-hmm. can't, can't do it. A lot was made of the Russell Wilson, Sean Payton thing, but look, that, that style was more prevalent and more common um, in football. And so how do guys respond to that? So Taron Arnold not only has all those other things, but I think the mental ability and his football character really allows you to fall in love with. And I would say this, like Kool-Aid on the other side is a really good play. They got good players good player. in the secondary. Yeah, no, no question. Yeah. But Taron Arnold is, is different because of the versatility and all the different things that he adds. Yeah, uh, I was a fan of his uh, second on on my list in terms of grades. And again, we'll we'll, uh, we'll go through the whole process. This is just again just off the tape here. Uh, Quinion Mitchell uh, or Quinion Mitchell. I don't know exactly how you pronounce his first name, but Toledo. I didn't know much about him. Uh, I just was given his name, but he was you know he has official numbers from the spring when when guys went through there six zero zero four one ninety nine four three nine and. You can tell when you watch him. You, now, when you get a chance to see him train for, he's going to run in the low four threes. He is twitched up. Mm-hmm. He is tough. Uh, last year, he had five picks, so he didn't see as much action, but he still gets his hands on a bunch of football. So he didn't have the pick production that he had previously. But again, he's tough. He can mirror. Um, he's got stop start quicks. He's he's uh, he's. I wouldn't say ultra ultra fluid. He's maybe a little little tight. Um, but he can trigger and close, um, and, and he's, he's got a really, really good knack for finding and playing the ball, um, and he's got plenty of vertical speed. So uh, he was the second one. Right behind him, I gave the same grade to uh, this kid from uh, Missouri, uh, uh, Enos Rekestraw. Enos Rekestraw, do you know him, Buck? Uh, I never I even heard of him. Like I, That's one of those guys where – I think he's one of the ones that re- return. I think he also returns punts. I think they have two. They numbers. have two corners. They have two corners. I haven't yeah. done the other one yet. Okay. Uh, okay. Because I have is good. Yeah. Because I have seen Missouri play, and I'm gonna say this, and we we knew this for a long time. Missouri was always a place where you could go get defensive players. Like they used to mm-hmm. talk about Mizzou made back in the day, Gary Pinkle and those things. Oh, I'll yeah. say Drink has done a really good job of kind of bringing that defensive reputation back. They got really good players. The one thing that I love when I watch Missouri players and the guys that you talk about in the secondary DJ, we talked about tackling and toughness. No, I, I watched I the video of that dude, times. man. I mean, they, they come up, they smack, they tackle, they look you dead in the eyes and hit you. Um, really good players. And uh, look, I, I've been impressed. I, I'm really impressed with both of those guys on the perimeter. So yeah, I'm, I'm with you on those guys. I, I put down a, a, a term that I hadn't used before and uh, not, I hope it's not inappropriate buck, but I put B H E on here. He's got big hit energy because oh, yeah. he, he has yeah. some big hits and he gets up and he he plays with life. And I like to me, that's a corner thing, too. Not only you're not afraid to put your face in there, but you also have there's a juice and an energy and a bounce. Like to me, that's all the, most of the best corners I've ever been around. They had that. Yeah, it's funny. I had this conversation. Hopefully, uh, Dan Morgan won't mind me sharing this. But um, a lot of what we do when it comes to evaluating is shaped by either the guys that you scouted, the programs that you've been with, the success that you've seen those teams have. So I'm always kind of indebted to um, that Carolina Panthers team, 2003-2004, where Dan Morgan was playing linebacker. And we talked about linebackers, and we talked about 
like defense and what a defense should look like. And at its core, uh, when you're evaluating players, would you want that guy in your huddle? And so we talk about like guys tackling and toughness and bringing the energy. And DJ, you spent time in Baltimore, so you know what great defense looks like. When you talk about like, that guy having that kind of energy, it's easy to say, oh, yeah, I could drop him in and let him play with those guys. Mm-hmm. He can play with that kind of team. And he fits into like, and people will say culture is a buzzword that's overused, but it's significant when it comes to the peer pressure that goes along with playing on a great defense. Because on a great defense, the weak link is quickly exposed. And so mm-hmm. either you rise up to the way that everybody else plays with the physicality and toughness, or you're quickly dismissed. And so that that energy that you talk about is a very real thing, and it's something that has to be included in the reports when you're evaluating these DBs. 100%. Uh, the next two, and again, we'll go a lot deeper on this as we get closer to the draft. Just want to give everybody a little taste here, Buck. Uh, but same grade on Cooper DeGene from from Iowa and Kool-Aid McKinstry from Alabama. So those guys were in like, for me, those guys are traveling together and we'll see, mm-hmm. you know, how that that sorts itself out. Uh, you, you talked on on Kool-Aid. Kool-Aid is uh, is someone who has, you know, excellent, excellent size. Um, I think he's he's a fluid mover. Um, he just got on his heels a little bit. Adonai Mitchell got after him a little bit in the Texas game. Honestly, that was one that I, I struggled mm-hmm. with. I didn't think he was quite, quite as aggressive to contact as Arnold was when you're watching them. I thought mm-hmm. he played a little more hesitant against the run, kind of more of a, a wrap drag tackler, um, just trying to find a way to get him on the ground. Uh, but can, again, uh, can really find and play the ball. He's got good instincts down the field. So um, I just thought there was times the tackling was the thing that bothered me, and then I thought there were some times in zone he got he got a little distracted eye wise. I think his eye discipline was quite as good, uh, quite as consistent. Yeah, one of the things that I also factor into the Kool Aid evaluation, uh, he also is a returner, but he got replaced mm-hmm. later in the year. Caleb Downs, Josh Downs' younger brother, Gary Downs' son, freshman safety who is all world down at Alabama. Yeah, he's he's gonna be another. Yeah. One. He's gonna be another one. He replaced him as a, as a kicker returner, punt returner late. Uh, you talk about Arnold showing some other stuff. So Kool Aid had all of the buzz coming into the season. Color guys kind of stole that shine. Um, the kid from Iowa is interesting because DJ, we talk about Iowa. You've right? seen this his basketball a, highlights, Buck? I have not seen his basketball. Oh, highlights. Google that. Google that. Yeah, but the one thing that I do know about Iowa, having looked at a lot of the Iowa stuff and how you, you're trying to figure out, like, man, how can a team like Iowa consistently play great defense year after year after year? Uh, systematic, how they do it, or whatever. The thing that I know that you're getting from Iowa. You're getting guys who have high IQs. They've been well taught. They have really good technique. They do the things that we talk about with the tackling and toughness. And then TJ, man, they just play the ball because they have so much experience like in zone coverage, even though they will play some man-to-man. They're just really good at playing the ball and they do a good job. And when you think about the last handful of guys that have come out of there, DJ, Iowa has a lot of DBs that are floating around the National Football League. No question. No question. Geno Stone is an Iowa guy. Like they have a Mm -hmm. lot of guys that have played. Micah Hyde is an Iowa. Like there are a lot of Hawkeyes that are playing. And I know we don't scout the helmet, but it certainly does help. Yeah, Yeah, it certainly does help when the resume has that and you know what that program has produced in the past. 100%. And, and, you know, where he plays the next level will be interesting. It'll be a debate. Um, uh, A little bit sticky uh, in his his plant and drive buck. There's a little bit of a pause there, but he is he's he's physical he's got a ton of playmaking to him and he's freaking fast he is going to test like a freak you watch his basketball highlights he's going to jump out of the gym i think he's a long jump champion he's going to uh you know he's going to he's going to jump he's going to run in the 
probably in the four threes. Like he's super, super twitchy, super explosive. And I, I, I forgot one name in here as it's going through my notes. Uh, Nate Wiggins from Clemson is I gave him that same grade as those three guys. So those three guys to me, I had uh, Missouri, Toledo, and Terry and Arnold from Alabama. Those were the top three, and then this next group's kind of all clumped together. Um, and it, it's a good group. I mean, it's uh, Nate Wiggins is big and he is fluid and fast. He can play the pocket. I didn't, again, I didn't think he was quite as aggressive. And you kind of see by my list and how I'm talking about these guys, like the toughness and the tackling and the want to. Mm-hmm. Has been that's been big. It gets bigger for me every year, and it's been pretty telling, pretty consistent of how those guys have translated to the next level. That's a big deal, man. It, more so than it's ever been. So that was maybe a little bit of the knock on him, but mm-hmm. big and fast and fluid. It's a pretty good place to start uh, with that dude. Yeah, like I, I think that thing is going to be a recurring thing. Like we'll talk about the individual characteristics of all these positions, but I think there's going to be this underlying thing that you have to have requisite toughness. Um, you got to tackle because we're seeing in this league, the tough teams are thriving. The teams that have a mm-hmm. reputation for physicality and toughness and those things. Also, the tough players, whether it's physical toughness or mental toughness, those are the guys that are kind of scratching out um, big time careers and they're having a lot of success early. Uh, we don't necessarily live in a world where we get around all the players all the time to get yeah. all that information. But as much as we can gather, man, that that toughness Part of the evaluation is going to be big when it comes to separating the who's and what's and where they stack up on the board. Yeah, and that doesn't include you know hitting the receiver who's not looking. Uh, no, that's so, not toughness. That's being a jerk. Like that's that's not toughness. Like like to me, yeah, to me, toughness for from for DBs is, oh my gosh, Nick Chubb just broke out. Uh, it's me and him one on one. He is going to run me over, but I got to find a way to get him to the ground, and taking that. That's that's to me. That's what. Oh man. Oh man. Guys, can y'all slow him down? Bang, yeah. But you take it. Like that's to me. That's the toughness. You got to throw your body around and be willing to sacrifice. So here's yeah. been here's been my toughness litmus test. Is um, and I try and think of like a creative way to say it. But are you okay with dancing, or you want to get dirty? In other words, like when you're getting mm-hmm. stock blocked, are are we just gonna hang? Are we hey just kind of hang here? Am I gonna hang here, or am I gonna violently get off him and I'm gonna urgently go get to the ball? Like you yeah. see it, man. You can see it clear as day. Some guys are just hanging. I'm just gonna hang here. I'm getting. Oh, blocked. I want to get blocked. Okay. I want to lay yeah. on blocks. I want to get. Yeah, blocked. yeah, man. Um, so that that's it. like my test is like I refuse to. I refuse to be blocked. And you'll see it. Like I posted one of the Missouri kid against Georgia tight end. I think came out on him or was he? He might have been a guard. Oh, popped yeah. him, got underneath him, and went and made the tackle. I was like, okay, that's yeah. a want to and an urgency there. There's a want to. It's taught. It's coached. It's it's, it's demanded over and over and over again. Uh, old defense coordinator, late Gunther Cunningham, always wanted to see his guys do not finish the play with the blocker's hands on you. So you would ah, see all nice. the time, DJ, yeah. on tape. You see, get off just, me. Get, get, get off me. Get off me. Like, because <laughs> if it was on tape, he would highlight yeah. it. But it's the attitude that you created. Guys, look, man, you can't get used to guys blocking you. Get off mm-hmm. the block and get to the ball. 100%. And we'll be back uh, right after this break. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. 
This is Holly Fry from Stuff You Missed in History Class. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV, like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain, from the road to the trails. And with plenty of passenger and cargo space, plus available tech like wireless charging, you and your entire crew can stay connected. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander with three spacious rows of seating for up to eight passengers. And with available features, like the panoramic moonroof, you can sit back, enjoy the wide-open views with your whole family. Plus, both RAV4s and Highlanders are available in hybrid models, so no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and save on gas. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on RAVs, Highlanders, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Now is the time to accelerate innovation. T-Mobile for Business is powering Formula One Las Vegas Grand Prix operations and epic fan experiences with secure, reliable 5G connectivity. Because an event this big and this fast deserves a network that can set the pace. See what our 5G advanced network solutions can do for your business at T-Mobile.com slash now. View 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com. All right, quickly, Buck. Uh, championship game. We talked about it a ton the other day. Let's just go with just who you like at the end of the day. We kind of previewed it the other day, but uh, when it's all said and done, is it the is it the explosive, high flying Washington Huskies, uh, or is it the ground and pound Michigan Wolverines? So I'm, I'm I'm leaning towards Michigan, and I'm gonna say Michigan. But the thing that scared me, the clip that came up and has been circulating uh, when Michael Penix and DeBoer were at Indiana, and mm-hmm. they kind of they kind of beat Michigan up when they were together and Michael mm-hmm. Penix is throwing around. So it won't be new to him seeing Michigan, even though they play a different style of defense and those things, that inside information I think is critical because the way Michigan plays, like the way they play now, DJ, if you haven't gotten used to it, I think it takes you a while to get used to their punching power. I think Washington will be well prepared for that. They'll do that. The skill players on the outside, because the game is going to be one Michigan's DBs, versus Washington's wide receivers. If they are unable to stay with those guys, Washington may run them out the building. But mm-hmm. I'm going to go with Michigan just because I think this team's toughness at the end of the day, what they've overcome, all the things that they've done, they kind of find a way. And I say that knowing I can say the same thing about Washington. All yep. those one-score games that they've played makes them prepared to get into a thing. The only thing that I want from this game, I want to see this game get into the fourth quarter and I want the game decided in the fourth quarter where we get a mm-hmm. good game just like those two other games were. I want to see that. If I get that, I'm happy. Yeah, I, I think it really is a toss-up. I might just lean on the other side and go Washington just because if I think about Ohio State, who's mm-hmm. the best quarterback and passing game that they – or sorry, if I think about Michigan, who's the best quarterback slash passing game that they face? Ohio State school. doesn't have the quarterback that they've had in the past, and that game wasn't played in a weather-controlled environment. Uh, so this is uh, in terms of wide receivers, quarterback. They haven't seen what Washington has. Now, Washington on the other side, you can say, well, they haven't seen the physicality of Michigan. Well, yes and bit. no. Or Oregon's pretty physical uh, up front. They have linemen. They have backs. They they want to get after you up front. That's a physical group. So I, I think that that's the, only, that's the only thing. I think Oregon is a little closer to Michigan than maybe what Ohio State was to Washington. So I'm going to lean Washington. No, I can get that. And 
in these games, we talk about in playoffs, whatever it is, college, high school, whatever, it comes down to quarterback play. Michael mm-hmm. Penix versus J.J. McCarthy. Who is going to make more plays? If the Michael Penix that showed up in the semifinal shows up in the, in the championship game, Washington is going to win. His experience, played a bunch of games, six-year mm-hmm. player, can throw it around. I mean, he was he, throwing darts. J.J. McCarthy played the best game that I've seen him play in a while. He is going to have to outplay Michael Penix in those got-to-have-a-situations for Michigan to win. No doubt. All right, I've terribly budgeted our time, Buck. Well, we've got uh, Bucky's Coach's Corner, an abbreviated version here. And uh, I'm looking down at the at the uh, list here, and you've got purpose-driven today as the theme. Okay, purpose-driven. When we talk about purpose-driven, everybody has to have a purpose for why they're doing it. Like, you hear people explain it, like, what's your why? We've talked to players about what's your why? Why do you play? Why do you play the game? What is it about this game that you love so much that you're willing to do all the hard stuff that's necessary to be a good player? Uh, I think that purpose is not only individually as a player, what keeps you around the game, but as a coach and as a team, why are we doing this? The best teams, and, and I've heard this recently from great coaches, they say, there's not a great team that has won a championship that wasn't connected. Mm-hmm. There's not. You have to be connected and the purpose has to drive you so much that you're willing to sacrifice your own ambitions for those of the team. And when you play for one another, that goes. And so the team has to have a high purpose to accomplish their goals. And then as a player, you have to have a purpose that's beyond just the individual accolades and the claim that you can get to play at a high level. Why do you do this? And when you have a bunch of guys that are kind of on the same page when it comes to the purpose that is driving um, the motivation behind the performance, then you have an opportunity to do great things. I think uh, that's a great way to look at it. I think to me, I look at it and say, when you have purpose, um, um, then you have sacrifice, right? So if you have purpose, then nothing's going to get in the way of of why you're wanting to do something. So in other words, what I want right now is sacrifice for what I want most, the purpose, you know, what's the end goal here? So maybe this would be fun for me in the moment, but it's going to put me in jeopardy of my ultimate purpose. So Purpose leads to sacrifice, which leads to success. And I think to me, you have to have that 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 star that you're looking at, that that focal point, and that's your purpose. Yeah, and, and and everybody has to understand it has to be talked about all the time. You have to be willing to kind of put all of the individual agendas and egos aside to chase it as a team. Because when you you, you go it together, you have an opportunity to go farther. You can't go far going alone. Yeah, 100%. All right, there you go. There's an abbreviated version of uh, of Bucky's Coach's Corner. Uh, that's going to do it for us today. Reminder, we'll be back next week, five episodes, including uh, Monday, which we will uh, uh, cobble together uh, some conversation about coaches, unfortunately, that, that are going to be moving on and, and what new opportunities are presented, as happens each and every year at the end of the season. And we will also have the Senior Bowl reveal show, roster reveal show, which I believe is Tuesday. Um, don't know the time on that, but that's coming next week as well, so we'll reveal uh, the rosters and what should be the best senior bowl we've ever seen because of the inclusion of some underclassmen for the first time. Um, all right, that's going to do it for us. We appreciate you. We'll see you next time right here on Move the Sticks. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. 
Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to HelpMyGamblingProblem.org for free confidential services. You deserve to treat yourself, so turn your tax refund into a U-Fund and give yourself a Straight Talk Wireless Extended Silver Unlimited plan and get a new Samsung Galaxy A14 on them. You can get a great everyday value on wireless with Straight Talk's unlimited plan starting at $25 a line per month for four lines. You'll save so much, you'll be enjoying that refund all year long. It's the refund that keeps on refunding. Find Straight Talk at straighttalk.com or at your local Walmart store. Taxes and fees not included. Offer valid through 41424 while supplies last. Online only. Must purchase a Straight Talk extended Silver Unlimited plan to qualify. Limit of five phones per customer. Family plan discount with four lines all on the Silver Unlimited plan. Not combinable with auto pay discount. Your getaway with Apple Vacations begins the moment you step on board one of our exclusive nonstop vacation flights. Escape the ordinary with packages starting at just $599. No layovers, just pure relaxation from takeoff to touchdown. Immerse yourself in the joy of travel with Apple Vacations. Your journey is as enchanting as the destination, so pack your bags and leave the rest to us. Visit AppleVacations.com or call your local travel advisor to book your vacation.